What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? All right, guys. If I told you guys, or actually not told you, but asked you, what is the city that you associate rats with? What would you guys say? The city? Yeah. New York. Cap? Yep. Immediately, right away, New York City comes to mind. Garbage on the streets everywhere. Yeah, so did I, right? So when I read this article, I was like, wait, what? New York is not the number one city known for rats everywhere. Hey, don't, don't tell us number one. Let us guess. All right, go cap first. All right, how about this? You ready? Uh, I'll go with Chicago. Okay, and Sedano? I mean, if you're making it something I'm not going to be, I'm going to be surprised by, I, okay, I'll say L.A.? Okay, so Chicago is number one, which oh. I couldn't believe. Okay. But number two is L.A. Really? And New York us, is number three. Oh, dude, we nailed it. Well, because you probably read my article. No, first. I did not. No, I not no you, him. Oh, no, him. I didn't. I didn't read it. I did really? Not read it. I promise you. Oh, wow. Then I am very shocked. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, just thinking about big cities, you know, and, and um, cities where you take garbage, you put it out on the street, the garbage guys come by, they pick it up. I mean, that's New York always comes to mind as first, but that's why I chose Chicago second. Yeah. I, when I read this, I was shocked. I was going to say shook that LA is ranked number two. Yeah, I'm surprised by that as well. Yeah, I would think at least New York since it's not number one. But I did go to that like rum spot that I've been telling you guys we should all hit, mm-hmm. Kanye. Yeah. yeah. And we were waiting in line and we literally saw three little rats just running around. And I was mm. like, ew. And it's on the other side. Well, I'm not even going to say the, the hotel. But, you know, it's, it's by LA Live. So I was like, yo, this is crazy. I'm like, I can see this happening in New York because I, I love New York, but, you know, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're part of they're part of the city. They're part of the culture there. People know Well, there was not- that whole viral video of the rat with the pizza. Oh, New my York. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? In the subway ever, or whatever, yeah. You, you guys ever dealt with a rat or, like, rats at yeah. your home? Oh, I, I we, rent, we were renting a house um, a couple years ago, and there was a huge rat problem. Like, we had to, we literally had to leave the house. We had just been there, like, a week, and we know, we had heard stuff, yeah, here in L.A. Wow. And um, and my son would had just been born, uh, and we were like, I'm out. Like, we went, I rented a hotel room, you know, like, a couple miles away, and I told the landlord, I said, you guys got to fix this or we're out. Like, we're That's just, we're going to go find another place to live. If I ever saw a rat, I would leave and never, ever, ever go back there again. I would never go back. Well, they came in and did, like, the big, big, like, Terminator extermination <laughs> thing. I would yeah. be traumatized for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I live in the marina, and they built a bunch of condos over there. And I guess like a couple months before I moved in, as they were like uh, d- demolitioning, demolishing the uh, the wetlands, they mm-hmm. said all these rats came out yeah. of the the crevices and into people's apartments. And they were in the apartment I eventually moved into. And I said, if I saw that, I would never go back again. Oh man, I mean, and, you know, sometimes people get mice, and mice, you know, they're annoying, and they're they're they don't belong in your house. So, but. You could kind of deal with like I could grab a mouse. I could take a broom and sweep a mouse. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rat is like a, rat. a big thing. It looks like yeah. a raccoon, basically. Yeah. No, I'm afraid of rats. I am. I am petrified. So Seriously. When I went to New York really quick, and me and my friend were walking in what is it, Grand Central Park or whatever, we're like, oh my god, look at that cute bird! Like it looked like a bird, no lie, from so far away. And all of a sudden, we get close. It's this huge rat, and it had like four friends. I was like, "No, I'm out." That thing was huge. So, Lindsay, you've never seen a rat before? Nope. That's crazy. Wow, dude! You, you when you when you have your extermination company come, and they put out rat traps. They look like fake rocks, 
and they've got something in them that the rats want, and then the rats go in, and then they <laughs> poison the rats. They actually do. They yeah. go in, and they take the poison, and then they take it back to wherever they go, and they give it to the other rats, and that's how apparently I think I think – I yeah. think that's how it works. Yeah, but- they they just they right, they just like take it to the source basically. Yeah. Lindsay's face right now. Is that's crisis. just disgusting to me. The idea of like varmints. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even like seeing possums. Those things are disgusting. Oh, but oh. they're actually really good for no. the environment I was reading. So, they're ugly, but oh. I heard they're good for the no. environment. No, but rats are gross. They're just, you know, they're they're they just disgusting little things and if they bite you or bite your dog or something, Aren't they filled with all kinds oh of like, uh, I don't know, something that I need a shot it's for? Yeah, rabies. Yeah, rabies. That's yeah, what I meant. They're disgusting. Yeah. And unfortunately, LA is ranked number two, guys. That is what you guys needed to know. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So there you have it. That's a very valuable piece of information today. I feel like that is something we all needed to know. Yeah. Everybody gross. should be on the lookout. Yeah. You know? There you have it. Uh, all right. So. Let's do this real quick. Uh, so Ramona says we should chill about the Lakers. What do you think? I agree. I think, look, I, I acknowledge that when you look at what the Lakers have done so far at 5-3, and three, if you didn't look at who they've beaten, you might go, okay, hey, first eight games, they've got five wins. That's not so bad. Everything's fine. You look a little deeper and you go, okay, who have they beaten? Memphis, as Ramona said, that's probably their best win. San Antonio, where they had to go to overtime. Cleveland, who may be the best of the group. And two games against Houston, one of which they almost found a way to lose last night. And by the way, gave up 70 points in the first half. So five and three, it's good that you've won five compared to losing three. But they haven't been pretty. They're not blowing people out. And the fact of the matter is, the teams that they're playing right now, they are, or supposed to be, on paper, much better than. And by the way, George, Ramona said that they did the Lakers a favor, meaning the NBA schedule makers, with these back-to-back games against Houston and a game against Cleveland. Look at this schedule. How, how many home games there are until the Lakers finally, in the middle of November, go out on the road to go to Milwaukee and Boston, Detroit, New York, Indiana. I mean, they are playing a ton of home games. So I think the NBA schedule makers really did this team a favor by saying, hey, guys, we want you to be back in the championship. It's good for our league. Get your stuff together in the first 10, 15 games because you're predominantly playing games at home. Yeah, no, it it gives them that kind of padding, right, for lack of a better phrase, to kind of get right. It's why I called these particular games get right games because that's really what they are. It's just to give them a chance to try to succeed. Uh, I I just don't love the roster makeup when it comes to defense. And I was skeptical, and I'm still skeptical until proven otherwise. It doesn't mean I can't change my opinion on it. I'm totally fine with changing my opinion. I I just I need to see it, and I haven't seen anything that makes me feel good about it yet. Well, let me ask you this then, because you made this point earlier. You know, you were one of the ESPN NBA personalities. One of only three people in the entire company that picked the Lakers to win the championship. Okay, so how many different ESPN NBA analysts? like 20. Analysts? Okay, so 20 people. Yeah. You were one of them, mm-hmm. and you actually picked the Lakers to win the championship. Correct. But if you looked at the roster, knowing the league the way you do, knowing the game the way you've covered it all these years, why would you have picked them? If you didn't like the the, the roster construction well, and you didn't think they'd be good defensively. Okay, I thought they would be good enough defensively. And what I mean by good enough is be upper half. And right now this is not an upper half defense. 
Um, and and again, I thought I also made that pick before Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker got hurt. So okay, well that's that. what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So so did you look at the totality of the roster and say, look, what they have, they'll be good enough to be in the top well, half. And, and I figured they'd, they'd get a buyout, right? Like there's that, you know, there's all those things, you know, like you got to factor in all those parts into the equation. They're going to get somebody at the buyout. Maybe they'll make a deal. So, you know, they're, they're certainly going to make a deal. Like, I don't think it's, this is going to be the roster you'll see either. If you could look into a crystal ball though, and think to yourself, who won't be here? If you think to yourself, Hey, they're going to have to get better defensive players and this is the roster they come into the season with, who would you see? Because you know how the hype goes. Oh, look what they've done. First they got Russ, and everybody, oh, my goodness, Russ is coming home. The, the Lakers are going to win. And then it's like, oh, look, they've added Carmelo. And he's like, wow, great. At this stage of his career, look what he's become. Oh, my goodness, Dwight is coming back for the third time. And then you just start adding pieces, and the hype begins, and it builds. So I'm just asking you, as you look at the roster and you think that they're going to make moves along the way, just crystal ball it here. Make a prediction. Who won't be here? If I had to guess, maybe like a Kendrick Nunn, you know, type player will be gone because he's young enough where you can move him. Um, I don't. I feel like they have enough like small guards. Like I, I didn't understand that signing to begin with. Like he's fine, but I don't think that he's what they needed. And I think he could help another team, too. Like, I think he's certainly a capable player. Okay, so there's one guy. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you're putting me on the spot. Like, well, he's I'm one that comes off the top GM. of my head. I mean, this is, this is right. This is uh, impromptu I mean, look, they've manager. got a lot of guys who are like, I mean, they're not going to trade Rondo because they just, they signed them basically to be like almost like a player coach. Um, although his salary could help, you know, I'm trying to think. Right? No, no, wait, because I think they signed him. I could be wrong. I'd have to look up how they did that deal. I want to say that maybe they got him. They didn't trade for him. I think Memphis bought him out, if I recall correctly. But I'd have to look the numbers up. But I don't. Then Rondo's not going anywhere. You know, I mean, I like Wayne Ellington. I think that he has value. You know, he's a good shooter. And if for whatever reason he doesn't get in the rotation, uh, I think they have enough shooting. So maybe like an Ellington and uh, and and Kendrick Nunn could be guys that could be gone. What do you think about Bazemore? I'm, I'm growing to like him. You know, he's got a big smile I like. Uh, I like the headband. I like the do. I like I like Bazemore. I'm growing to like that guy on this Laker team. What do you think? Stays yeah. with the team? Yeah. I mean, I think he, he's he's certainly someone you could keep. I mean, you need a defense. He's a defensive guy. So you got to keep him, I think. Unless you're going to get a better defensive guy in a package. Mm-hmm. Think about Austin Reeves. No, man, ain't nobody trained for no Austin Reeves. The dude was basically like, I mean, he was like a last second addition. He's like a two-way player, basically, you know? I like him. I, I know, I he's like fine. Austin I know he's a fan favorite, but nobody's yeah. dealing for him. Right. No, no, I'm not saying he's going to be traded away. I just am saying I like him. You know, I, I like that guy. And, of course, you know, I mean, listen, I, I kind of feel like, hey, go on, my man. I mean, you're the only guy out there. You're the only white guy on the team. Like, go ahead, brother. Like, you know, he's like, I like him like I like Christian McCaffrey. Like, he's a guy who just... Like, you don't see any running backs anymore in the NFL like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I like Austin Reeves. I yeah. like it. No, I like him too. I think he's fine. All right, 877-710-ESPN. People are chiming in. They want to hop aboard. 877-710-3776. Uh, all right, coming up next, let's get into this Aaron Rodgers thing because it's, like, super strange. Like, that's really the only way to describe it. But first, something that's not strange is, unfortunately, getting into an accident. And you know what? If you get into an accident, you need to call my friend Sam and Ash at Sam and Ash Injury Law. I can't say enough about them. And if you don't want to hear from about or hear it from me – I can tell you what their clients have told me. Pretty simple. 
The biggest difference between Sam and Ash and all the others that they've worked with is simply Sam and Ash treated them like human beings, cared about their individual case. I know a novel concept, right? But look, one guy even went as far as to tell me, Sedano, when I was trying to work with some other law firm, it was like a call center in the background. I heard like, you know, other operators, like a telemarketer situation. Like I felt like I was a number, not a client. And, you know, you got personal attention is what he got at Sam and Ash Injury Law because Sam has a couple of decades of experience working with personal injury victims, just like you, handling thousands of cases. So he knows how delicate each and every situation and each individual case is going to matter to each individual person in a different way. So he's going to take on that and say, hey, we know how you feel. We're going to be there for you. And speaking of how they feel, Ash knows because she's been on the other side. She knows how those law, how those uh, you know, big insurance companies work because she was a defense lawyer for a big insurance firm. She knows the tricks of the trade and how they're not like a good neighbor. So you got someone from the inside working for you. Look at that. And at Sam and Ash Injury Law, look, they're available to anyone who's been hurt, wants help. Legal advice is free to everyone. Nothing up front. Gratis. You get access to the best legal advice and guidance and representation to get you what you deserve. LA's very own Sam and Ash Injury Law. They help, they care, and you win. You win because of them. All right? Not because of any, anyone else. Because of them. Sam and Ash. All right? So call them at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000. Se habla espanol. Visit them online. SamandAshLaw.com. All right, we're back in three minutes. Bop, bop. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I love this song. It's a good, uh, like, get you ready, pumped up for sports song. Yeah, I'm in on this. I like to get pumped up for sports. I'm surprised you didn't uh, mm, 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 uh, uh, it yet. I was a little distracted. I was going through Twitter. <laughs> by the way, this portion of the show presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Um, so, anywho. Uh, the Dodgers, let, let's figure this out real quick. And I want to get to this Aaron Rodgers thing for a second. Yeah, me too. So we didn't talk about, um, you know, we talked to Bergman earlier cause he happened to be in the studio and we were shaming him about the Peloton thing. Um, he feels Kenley Jansen should be the guy to go of all the impending free agents. Like if you had to pick one guy, where do you lie on that? Cause I didn't, we didn't talk about it. You and I, you know, it's kind of funny that, um, you, you bring up Kenley or Kershaw, Scherzer, Seager. I mean, there's a list of guys. You know, and and if you said to me, hey, there's here's a list of of available free agents that the Dodgers have to make a decision on. There's a bunch of guys that I would want to see go that would have no Albert Pujols. Hey, great career, man. It's over, you know. Um, but but I look at uh, at other guys and I'm like, wow, I don't want to give up on this guy. The uh, the part of me that loves when one guy is with one franchise, I want to see Clayton Kershaw come back. I hope that he would take less money to be part of his team, particularly the way his last season ended. So Kershaw, I want back. Uh, Corey Seager is a no-brainer for me. George, I don't care what it costs, Corey Seager is one of the premier shortstops in all of baseball, and to me, you don't let that guy go. He's part of the core of your team, so I want him back. Chris Taylor's a guy. Is there anybody who is more clutch in these playoffs than Chris Taylor? and more versatile than Chris. I want him back. 
Max Scherzer is a guy I'd love to see back, but I just don't know if you can have them all. So for me, if I had to give up on somebody, I understand why people would want to give up on Kenley Jansen. There's another guy I don't want to give up on. You know, I know this year we, we debated back and forth about what he's got and whether or not he's still got his stuff. He had a great year. But if I had to give up on one of, like, the star players, I probably would also say Kenley Jansen, unfortunately. Just because he's getting a little bit older, he's been inconsistent at times, and I think you've already got somebody on this roster in Blake Trinan that can close. So that's where I'm at on it. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm I, – I, look, I get this – the history and all that stuff with Kershaw, but I'm just like, whatever. Like, I just think Clayton is done, like, being a contributor for a long stretch of time. Like, I just think you can count on him. At least Kenley disproved some of that this year. He did. He uh, Kenley Jansen definitely turned a lot of the doubters into believers. Uh, although there was that, uh, that one game in the playoffs where I'm trying to remember which game it was. Was it game two against San Francisco? I may have just made that up. The point is, there was that one blown save in the postseason that had everybody nervous. But I think the next night he came back and he got the save. So I'm just trying to remember all the details. Um, I'm not one of those kinds of sports fans that, like, remembers the hardcore details. I'm kind of like it comes in one ear and goes out the other. But, um, yeah, Kenley Jansen, there's another guy. I mean, you've had him his whole career. And he's been part of all of this Dodger success all of these years. You just got to try and take the emotion out of it. For the fan, it's hard to do. For Andrew Friedman, that's what he has to do. You've got to take the emotion out of it, and you've got to think about who can really help the team long term. Oh, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that when he said the thing about, you know, it'll be up to him, like, it'll be up to him. If he wants to get paid, he'll go somewhere else. And the Dodgers are willing to go so far. I feel like they gave him, and I said this at the time, this isn't revisionist history, you know, three years ago, I said they gave him a gift. You know what I mean? In, with that last year, which was this past season. And I was su surprised uh, that Andrew Friedman did that. I don't think that it was an Andrew Friedman call. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. That's just me guessing recklessly. Uh, I felt like that was an ownership thing. But I think they've done that already for him. Um, so, you know, if they want to pay him 15, 16, 17 million, which is the average price for a, a starting pitcher, I'm fine with that. But that's it. Like, that's as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah. Well, listen, there are certain contracts and certain players that mean so much to a franchise's history, not necessarily to their future. I mean, I think off the top of my head, two that come to mind, and they're pretty obvious for everybody. One, Derek Jeter. When Derek Jeter was given his final contract by the Yankees, it wasn't because of what they thought he was going to do. It was for what he had already done, period. And the same goes for Kobe Bryant, right? I mean, nobody thought that Kobe Bryant was, was getting better in the last contract, they said, hey, we're giving Kobe this contract because of all that Kobe has meant to this franchise, to this city, and that's why they gave him that final contract. So I could see the Dodgers considering Clayton Kershaw to be in that category of he's a lifetime Dodger, we want him to stay, we'd hate to have him go anywhere else, and I could still see the Dodgers thinking that he's serviceable if healthy. But that's the whole key, if yeah, healthy. If healthy, yes, if healthy is the whole thing. So, uh, speaking of health, Aaron Rodgers basically lied to everybody. That's right. I mean, let's be real here. That's he, right. He was asked in August if he was uh, vaccinated, and he said he was immunized. Yeah. Um, and, you know, apparently he was – now, there's different rumors out there that he got something in Canada um, that isn't approved here in the U.S., um, and I don't know, whatever. 
Long story short, you know, maybe it's some sort of holistic thing. Long story short, he, you know, the NFL is like, no, bro, you know, you, you're not, you're not vaccinated. He gets COVID nineteen. Um, he has not been following protocols. And my thing is this: this is not the thing you should be getting star treatment for. And by the way, I'm not just blaming Aaron. I'm blaming the Packers and I'm blaming the NFL because they all knew this too. Like this wasn't am, some secret. Right. I am so glad you're saying that because here's the thing: if you going into this NFL football season. If you were not a star player and you chose not to get vaccinated, you became a victim, a victim of, of your decisions, like Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton was not going to be the starter for the New England Patriots. He was not vaccinated. So the Patriots were like, we're not going to take the risk. It's not worth it. There's not enough reward. So, so Cam Newton now is sitting on the outside looking in, telling everybody, hey, I've had the shots. I'm vaccinated. Can somebody please give me a job? What Aaron Rodgers said at that press conference in late August, George, when they asked him about his feelings about vaccinations and is he vaccinated, and he said, I'm immunized. And I think that the media, which covers football, not one person in that room had the foresight to say, excuse me, Aaron, over here. Well, I would have thought, I would have guessed, you know, immunization is that you is vaccination is basically just another word for it. So I, I would know, have assumed that but, was the case. But he's a, but come on. We know that Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. And we also know that he's kind of a strange guy. And his choice of word probably, at least certainly as we look back on it now, probably should have given us an indication back then. Excuse me, Aaron, over here. Yeah. Hi. Um, immunized rather than vaccinated. Could you explain the difference to us, please? And nobody asked it because none of us were thinking it. Correct. Because we cover sports, not medicine and health. And so no one asked him the question. But he, we, we say he lied, but what he did is he told you his truth, but none of us picked up on it. But the thing about it is this. The Packers have known he's not, he has not taken any of the approved vaccinations. They've let him go to media sessions without wearing masks. They've let him you know, participate in all of the team activities as if he was vaccinated. Um, and I just think that the NFL, who also knew this, they treated him differently than they treated everybody else. Now, if you were a star and you didn't get vaccinated, teams were going to put up with you because you're a good player. But then you get to this. But let me say one thing here, George. This is an opportunity that the Rams and Rams fans should be thinking about. Because when I look at the Rams' schedule, I see three games down the stretch. Arizona on the road, Green Bay on the road, and Baltimore on the road. Right now, Arizona's quarterback has a messed up ankle. How good will he be this weekend? How effective will he be? We'll find out. Aaron Rodgers is out for 10 days. He's going to miss this at game least. against Kansas City. Yeah. right? And he might miss the next game. Right. This is the opportunity for the Rams. This game against Tennessee this weekend, there can be no slip-up. They don't have Derrick Henry. You're at home. you got to win this game. Because home field advantage is something that the Rams should be thinking about. That's why they went out and got Vaughn Miller. And I know I've switched things from Aaron Rodgers to the Rams, but think about that. If Aaron Rodgers misses two games and the Packers lose two games, this is the moment the Rams are looking for to get home field advantage throughout. Yeah, no question. I, I 100% agree. It, it it could end up benefiting them for sure. Uh, all right, this segment of the show has been brought to you by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. We've got big deal or no deal, everybody's favorite segment in the 6 o'clock hour coming up here in just a sec. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, time for big deal or no deal here on Sedano and Cap. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000, 1-800-304-2000, because you deserve what's right. Now, our man Sedano had to take off to go do ESPN television for NBA games tonight. So, Laura, Lindsay, yep. big deal or no deal, it's the three of us. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys know I'm a big Cleveland Browns fan, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And after Cleveland's loss on Sunday, Odell Beckham's dad shared that 11-minute video titled Odell Beckham is always open for the Cleveland Browns that I told you guys about yesterday. The video was basically shot at Baker Mayfield for not finding OBJ open on the field. Well, fast forward to today. And Beckham was told not to attend practice today. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski reportedly told his players that OBJ is essentially not on the team right now. Mayfield was then asked in his press conference if he was hurt when he saw that Beckham's father shared the video on social media that called him out. And here's what Baker had to say. Hurt? No. Surprised? Yes. Yeah, I I think there's there's different things that, um, you know, play a factor into it. I've had conversations with his dad before, man-to-man, face-to-face, and uh, I was pretty surprised by the video and, you know, the, the intentions and the feelings behind it. I'd be lying if I said otherwise, but hurt? No, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, he's not hurt. Baker Mayfield's not hurt. Uh, is the fact that OBJ was told not to come into practice today after this whole social media tiff and then hearing Baker's reaction, is that a big deal or no deal, Cap? It's a big deal, really big deal as a matter of fact. Uh, look, what Odell Beckham's father did, whether it was him who was doing it or if it was Odell who was behind it or if they conspired to do it, I don't know. But what I do know is this, the intent was obvious, to splinter the locker room. And let me tell you something, Odell Beckham comes off as looking insanely selfish, he comes off as looking like a locker room cancer, and he is not the player right now that he was a few years ago for the New York Giants. And so they took their shot at the quarterback, and I'm just, that can't happen. The quarterback is the leader of your team, the leader of your franchise, especially when he was the first overall pick. I acknowledge that Baker Mayfield is not playing great football, but we're eight weeks into the season and the Browns are four and four. You know who else wasn't playing great football? Odell Beckham. This guy lives in a fantasy world of like five years ago. He's not the player he was. And I'm just telling you, um, you cannot do this to your quarterback 
and think you can just get away with it. You come off as selfish, and they didn't trade him. They could have traded him if they could have gotten something in return for him because they gave up a ton to get him. And so now this is the Cleveland Browns saying to Odell Beckham, screw you, man. You want to have your dad out there? You want to have LeBron out there free Odell? Fine, I'll tell you what. We'll pay you, but don't come around the locker room. Don't play in any more games. Just sit over here. Sit out of football. I'm telling you right now, he'll play again, maybe not for Cleveland. Somebody else will take a chance on him, but he comes off as looking selfish and a guy who's not a good teammate. And I just think he lives in a fantasy world. So I really I, do. I got to ask you, so do you think that by them, I guess like everyone was trying to decipher today, and I don't want to get too much down into the, the wormhole, but everyone's trying to decipher today. What does that mean? Them telling him not to come to practice, like he was all ready to go, and they told him don't don't practice today. Like, do you think that, and then Kevin Stefanski said in the presser that uh, his agent, Odell's agent, was talking to, you know, the front office. So do you think it sounds like they're trying to negotiate his release, or do you think they're just going to cut him? There is no way I see, and I, I if I'm proven wrong, so be it. There's no way the Cleveland Browns release him because that's what he wants. See, now it's turned into an ego battle. You can't release him and then have him go kick your butt on another team, especially like another AFC rival. Like, There's ugh, no way. They can't. They can't. Let me tell you what I would do. I'd make him sit there. I'd say, okay, well, you're under contract with us. You don't want to play with us? Don't play. We'll pay you. Don't play. This has turned into a monster ego battle between Odell Beckham, his father, his agent, I'll even throw LeBron in there, and the Cleveland Browns ownership and their coaching staff and the rest of their team, he is not bigger than the team. You're he very is spiteful. one guy. Very spiteful person, Cap. Me? Yes. You sound very spiteful in this. Well, yeah, but, but Lindsay. I get it. I get it. Trust me. As a Browns fan, I'm disappointed in all of this, um, and I mean... I guess I guess it, it sounds like Baker was like, yo, I don't want to play with this guy if this is how he's going to act and have his dad act and whatever, which he, I, I think that's perfectly fine. But at the same time, like, Baker hasn't been an angel himself. You know, he's releasing information about the team to, you know, reporters and stuff. So I just think it's obviously a situation where things have gone sour and they just need to, you know, move well, on. And Bottom line is Cleveland selected Baker Mayfield first overall. He's their quarterback. Cleveland traded for Odell Beckham because they thought that he was going to hook up with his former college teammate and the two of them were going to be great together. And Odell Beckham thinks that he is bigger than the team. That's it. He does. He does. All right, well, on to the next one. So this is some very sad news to report. Some of America's favorite snack foods are about to become more expensive. Mandela's International, the maker of Oreo cookies, Toblerone chocolate, and Sour Patch Kids candy, said it plans to raise prices by as much as 7% in the U.S. from January 2022. Uh, higher transportation, labor, and packaging costs are weighing on the company's margins, and the U.S. is actually going to see the largest price hikes compared to the rest of the world. Is the rising costs of Oreos and Sour Patch Kids a big deal or no deal cap? I'm going to say no deal because if they raise the prices to a point where you're like, you know what, I don't want to pay that much for an Oreo cookie. You guys have actually done me a favor because at the old prices, I might have bought two bags and double stuff while I'm at it. But now you guys raise the prices mm, on me. I feel stuff. like you're gouging me. I'm out <laughs> on Oreos. 
Well, I think it's no big deal because I'm not an Oreo person and I don't really eat candy. So for me, it's like, whatever. Raise the prices. We need to get rid of that junk anyways. But you know the deal here, right? Like if you're somebody that loves that stuff, me. you'll pay anything for it. Yes. Hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. Well, like think about like cigarettes. Right? How much? How much is it to buy a pack of cigarettes. Does anybody know? I truthfully don't know because I've never been a smoker. Okay, it's got to be somewhere around like 10 bucks, right? Okay, but yeah. But remember like before they started to overtax cigarettes, which was a way of trying to dissuade people from smoking. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes may have been, I'm just making this up, 250 a, a pack. I now a pack that. of cigarettes is any we have any smokers out there that know the price of a pack of cigarettes? So Tivo or- used to smoke and the cheapy ones that he would buy were like Literally like seven dollars, so yeah, they're pretty pricey. I mean, if you were a smoker and you walked into a Seven Eleven and you bought a box of uh, Marlboro Lights, how much does that box cost? Or if you're a if somebody who uses like Copenhagen, that's also expensive. Now the goal is to get you to not do it. That's why they try and make it so expensive. But if you are an Oreo cookie addict, it mm. doesn't matter if it's three dollars a bag or ten dollars a bag. You will buy that stuff. They were trying to do that with like Coke, right? Like coca-cola and like sodas and stuff yeah but there's a difference between putting a tax on something because you want people not to do it like the government taxing it then there is you know the company saying well we're just trying to keep up with inflation and and products you know even though they're like billionaires millionaires and materials you know they gotta make their money but yeah i as i'm somebody who will pay 22 dollars to have postmates not postmates uh doordash deliver me a milkshake so she got that money, money, shmoney. I nope. don't got that shmoney. <laughs> no, I don't, but, you know, I, I, I uh, There's a skimp new in other areas. $22 for a milkshake. I said earlier, a Jersey Mike's giant sub, which we've now determined is 15 inches, not 14 inches, not 30 <laughs> inches, 15 inches, 20 bucks for a giant sub at Jersey Mike's. Eesh. No. Well, that's not having it delivered to your doorstep. See, you guys that's have true. shmoney. We don't have, I don't have no shmoney. That's why I don't be eating at Jersey Mike's. I make the tortas at my house. I'd like to have one of those tortas. Seriously. (laughs) Okay, on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah, on to the next one. The four astronauts on SpaceX's Crew Dragon capsule, they're going to need some special undergarments to relieve themselves on their trip home from the International Space Station, according to NASA's crew manager. Now, as I'm reading this, I do realize it's two days in a row where I'm talking about People relieving themselves in uh, between Radio Tinder and Big Deal or No Deal. Nonetheless, I did not Yesterday do that. Yesterday was was the woman who was in the ultra marathon yes. who made a duty in her pants yep. with 13 miles to go. Well, now that's exactly what's going to happen to these people that are going to be in the SpaceX crew. Because uh, apparently there's a problem with the spacecraft's bathroom. It's not clear how long the four astronauts will be on the capsule without a working toilet. But the toilet issue was first discovered on the last mission back in September. Uh, Apparently, uh, the tube that transfers the urine becomes unglued and allows it to find its way from the designated storage tank into the microgravity environment, which means it just kind of floats around in the air. But it's different in space or like when, you know, when you're in the the ship because it doesn't just fly in the air because zero gravity. Uh, It sounds Sounds kind of gnarly. It's gross, but anyway, is the so lack of... what are they of, doing? Are it, they delivering Depends undergarments to the says, space station? I guess they're going to have to wear, quote, special undergarments. So is the lack of toilet on this fancy schmancy SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule a big deal or no deal to you, Cap? I'm going to go no deal. I'm going to say no deal at all. Um, 
That's why they make these sorts of specialized undergarments. They're like, look, um, the reason we really originally made them was for people who can't control themselves, you know. But uh, as it turns out, they've got a lot of other practical uses, like when you go to space and the toilet breaks. So I'm going to say no deal. What do you think, Laura? I, okay, so part of me wants to say no deal because you're right, right? There, there's those kind of undergarments to help the situation out, to alleviate the problem. <laughs> but it is a big deal, man. Like, I don't want little floaty thingies. Just gross. <laughs> it's nasty. I don't, ugh. No, it's a big deal because of that. I think it's a big deal because they're spending billions of dollars I mean, on these spacecrafts, and oh, these yeah, people are spending billions of dollars to go up in these spaceships. I saw Tom Hanks mention today that the last one that uh, William Shatner was on, I think it was like the Blue Origin, so it was the, the rival company, but he said, you know, well, yeah, they asked me if I wanted to be on it, and when they told me it was $28 million, I told them to take a hike. So these people are paying a lot of money to go on these quote-unquote space trips. I want to know if those people have so much money because $28 million is a lot of money. Why can't you guys donate it to Lindsay and I? Right, Lindsay? I mean, seriously. Why can't I get on that? Okay, us three, us four. Sedano would probably be on it. If you donate me $100, I'd be happy. I mean, not girl. I'm trying to get my tummy tuck, so no. (laughs) There's no way William Shatner paid $28 million. That's what they said. That's what they said it cost. I thought William Shatner was part of like the celebrity crew. Like, hey, look, we got Captain Kirk at 87 years old. That's what I thought. There's no way. But but then Tom Hanks said they wanted me to shell out twenty eight million dollars and I told him to go fly a kite. So, yeah, I think it's a big deal because this is expensive. And if I'm paying a bunch of money, whether it's a million dollars or twenty eight million dollars to go to space, I want a freaking toilet. Okay. how about three hundred dollars for a flight to Vegas? And if the if the plane's toilet didn't work. No, bro, you drive to Vegas. Three hours. Wait, wait. Flights, flights to Vegas are forty bucks. Okay. Yeah, like it's just no. I'll tell you guys right now. I'm flying to Vegas on Friday, and it was so hard to find a flight, and it was really hard to find a return flight. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, and it was expensive. I mean, really expensive. You know why? Tell me. Because it's fight yeah, there's weekend. Two big fights this weekend. But yeah. the fights aren't until Saturday, which is interesting. You say that, Cat, because. Um, Could have flown on Friday. My friend and I are going for the day because he's got to help move someone. Mm-hmm. We're flying Saturday afternoon to Vegas, and it cost us each thirty nine dollars. That is insane. I am, and I just so booked jealous. it yesterday. I am so Good jealous. You, you have no idea how much I spent on a Southwest flight. Okay, well, there's your problem. You did Southwest. Well, Southwest even had a forty dollar flight too. Oh, I, I don't know if you're flying out of a special airport or what. No, but nothing. are you flying out of uh, San Diego? Yep. That's that, interesting. That, maybe that, I don't know. Maybe that's why. Drove up to L.A., saved yourself $260. I actually really wanted to drive. I, I didn't want to fly at all. I did want to drive. And uh, I don't know. A friend of mine was like, no, come on. We're going to fly. I'm like, okay. And then well, he if you're going to get wasted and do all that good stuff, then yeah, fly. Yeah. But well. it's a, dude, I you totally got ripped off if you spent that. I didn't even spend that much on my flight a round trip to D.C. or Chicago, which I'm going next week. You, you could easily know. get a round trip first class flight to Vegas for $300. Yeah. For I'm sure. telling you right now, it was a mess. I don't know how the hell it happened like this, but man, it cost a lot of money. And I was Where pissed. was Rachel? Rachel did not help you, and this no. is why you overpaid. No, well, it's right. It was it was done by dudes. That's yeah, exactly right. Exactly. See? Yeah, you guys don't know how to mm-hmm. find a deal. All right. right. Do we have time for one more? I think yeah, we, we got yeah. time. Well, uh, it's too bad Sedano is not here for this one, and I kind of want to save it for him tomorrow, but I won't. Uh, last call could come three hours earlier in Miami Beach after voters chose yes 
to rolling back the 5 a.m. closing time for alcohol sales. An increase in nighttime violence, unruly crowds, and public drinking in the South Beach Entertainment District spurred the vote that would move the halting of all alcohol sales from 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. So that includes bars, clubs, uh, you know, whatever, liquor stores, whatever, three hours earlier. So there's just like the, basically the rest of the country, 2 a.m. So tension has been mounting for years in the area as crowds of partiers began showing up year-round rather than for a few special weekends during the summer. Is Miami Beach pushing back the alcohol curfew from 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say big deal because uh, the city of Miami, apparently, and by the way, it happened north of Miami before that in Fort Lauderdale. When Fort Lauderdale was known as the home of spring break, the locals were all like, this is ridiculous. There are people puking all over the streets, people, you know, going to the bathroom publicly. Uh, it's just it's crazy. We got to clean this thing up. And so that's what they did. They, they found a way to say, you know what? We don't want to be the, the home of spring break anymore. I think that's what Miami's going through. There are a lot of locals. You know, South Beach is not what it was 10 or 15 years ago. South Beach is super crazy high end and big high rise buildings and lots of wealth. And those people are like, hey, I live here now. You know, this, is, this mm. isn't party zone anymore. This is, I actually live here. I got a life. I got kids. I got a family. I got a business. Then move. No, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, that's what they did. They're like, you know what? We're going to shut this thing down. I don't need people walking through the neighborhood at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, puking their brains out. I should like to move. I like it. I say big deal. What do you think, Laura? I think it's a big deal. I agree with you in, in regards to people moving in. And probably I wouldn't want people puking outside my high rise, right? But that's what that city's known for. So I think it's a big deal because of that. I would love LA. And I think they are pushing our um, last call way. Because uh, right now it's what, like one thirty? Because places close at 2. I think in 2023 I heard that they were pushing it to like 2 or 3 a.m. So... I'm all for it because sometimes I want to go out and I get out of here late, man. Like I get out of work late. So I want to be able to enjoy a drink late. So I think it's a big deal because of that. I mean, I I haven't even been to Miami and I'm kind of bummed about that. <laughs> so because now I'm not going to be able to experience that craziness that is Miami. I've been there and done that. And so for mm -hmm. me, I'm thinking to myself, it would be nice if you guys would shut this place down at 2 o'clock so I can go to sleep already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and as a former bartender myself, uh, no no thanks on the 5 a.m. <laughs> Plus, I, I think the reason that they're going to extend the uh, alcohol time around here is probably because of, like, the Olympics, right? Yeah. 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 That's why. It's all money. All right. Well done. Well done. Uh, big deal or no deal. It is a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000. That's 1-800-304-2000. All right, our final check on traffic. And then, coming right back, I want to dig a little deeper into the Vaughn Miller trade and what it means, and on a news day like today around the NFL, how the Rams have made a, a brilliant move before all this other craziness happened. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sedano had to roll to go do some ESPN TV. So Cap in the house, Solamente, but Laura, Lindsay. What? Yeah. So the three of us, minus George Sedano right now. Hey, guys, I want to tell you that uh, today was a really crazy day. It started early this morning. The news of Aaron Rodgers having a positive COVID test and then most of us digging up the video of him at a press conference saying that he was, they asked him if he was vaccinated and he said, um, I've had an immunization, I think is the way he put it, um, but he never said vaccinated and no one really thought to even dig deeper. That was the first part of the story, uh, at least NFL news today. Then the next part of it came, which was this whole Henry Ruggs, the Raiders wide receiver, and 157 miles an hour and 126 miles an hour when his car hit the, the woman's car. And people have seen the, you know, the fiery video by now and the Raiders immediately cutting the guy. Um, and then there was the New York Giants placing Saquon Barkley on the COVID list. And there were a whole bunch of guys that the Giants were concerned had you know, positive, negative, positive, or what do they call them? Fake positive. What do they call that when the when it's not false positive? False positive. False positive. Thank you. And so it was a crazy midday today around the NFL. But I started to think this. If Aaron Rodgers misses significant time, and when I say significant, I mean like two weeks, because he's, they say he's going to be out for 10 days, and he wouldn't be eligible to come off the COVID list until the Saturday before the Packers' next game. So he'll miss the game Sunday against Kansas City. Kansas City is a team that is trying desperately to find their way back into the playoff picture. Kansas City's looking at the Green Bay Packers now saying, okay, we can we can beat the Packers, especially when they don't have Aaron Rodgers. If that's the case, I'm telling you all the more reason that the Rams should be looking at themselves saying, we got the Vaughn Miller trade done before the trade deadline, obviously, and then before all of this craziness 24 hours later. If you're the Rams, you have to be thinking about home field advantage throughout. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to miss a game, which means he's highly likely Green Bay's not going to win that game against Kansas City. It's not like Green Bay's playing against Jacksonville or Detroit or Houston. They're playing Kansas City. And the Chiefs are not exactly out of it yet at 4-4, four and four, and they need this win desperately. So assume for a moment that Kansas City wins and Green Bay loses, and then assume that the Rams beat the Titans, who don't have Derrick Henry, and I've already talked about how weak the Rams' schedule is other than the road game at the Packers, the road game at the uh, Cardinals, and the road game at the Ravens. And by the way, speaking of the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is all banged up and he's got an ankle problem. And you know it looks like he's going to try and play this Sunday. But according to all the reports, he will not practice not one time all week. He'll just show up on game day in Santa Clara and play against the 49ers. And who knows how good he'll be and who knows if he does more damage to his ankle. My point is, is this, if you look at the most important three games of the back half of the schedule for the Rams, again, at Green Bay, at Arizona, at Baltimore, two of these three teams could be without their star quarterback, or they could have dropped games along the way. I love what the Rams did this week. I hope that Vaughn Miller is hungry. I hope he's the player that uh, he was just a couple years ago. Did you guys happen to hear the story about 
why Denver, this was the report, why Denver was willing to trade Von Miller. Did you guys hear this story about Light, his Halloween party? Yeah, I just saw that there was like a dispute about players owing him money or something for a Halloween party, right? Yeah, so the, the way the story goes, and I had to call a buddy of mine who covers the Denver Broncos to ask him if this was a true story or not. And he said to me, and this guy's in the Denver Bronco locker room every day, he goes, I'm telling you, the story is 100% real. So if you missed it, Here's the, how the story goes. I don't know for sure if it's 100% real, but this is the way the story goes. Vaughn Miller threw a Halloween party last Monday in Denver, and he hired, what, what's the dude's name from Migos? Is his name Quavo? Yeah, One I think of the, so. Yeah. 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 You, what do you mean, think so? You don't know for sure? I, I don't know for sure. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I sound cool right now. Oh, my gosh. I knew are. who Quavo was from Migos, Okay. Laura, do you agree or disagree? She's uh, getting something off the printer, but oh, I'm sure okay. she she's like high-fiving herself in the other room. That would be, I mean, come on, guys. I know Quavo's from Migos, and you were like, I don't know for sure. So the point is, according to the reports, Vaughn Miller throws this party. He hires big A-list kind of talent, and he says to all the players on the Denver Broncos team, all right, now everybody owes me money. And they're like, what are you talking about, Vaughn? He's like, yeah, every player on this team owes me $4,000. Well, time out. Yeah. You don't throw a party... And have the people come and do all that stuff and then say you owe me money. You you do not have the party or tell let the people in unless they like give you the money or like pay you a ticket. Because otherwise everyone's just going to be like, oh, I'm good for it. I'm good for it. But they're really not good for it. Well, uh, according to the way the story is reported, the, the rookies in particular were like, hold on. We thought we were invited guests. We didn't know that we were co-hosts. You know, it doesn't say that the party is Vaughn Miller and my name. It's just Vaughn Miller's name. So apparently the players were saying to Vaughn Miller, hey, I'm not coughing up $4,000 for your Halloween party. And again, the way the story Wait, goes. Wait, it was $4,000 a person? That's the way the story has been what? reported. That Vaughn Miller, again, okay. I can't tell you this is 100% fact, but you can Google this. It's out there. According to the reports, Vaughn Miller expected every one of his teammates for the Denver Broncos to pay $4,000 for the party. When guys said they weren't doing it, he had a meeting with the other captains of the team. He told, according to the story, the other captains, if I don't get paid, you guys will have a debt to me, and I will make this locker room a disaster. And again, this is all a part of the story, that according to the reports, that Broncos coaches and management got a hold of this and went, okay, this is turning into a disaster. He's in his last year. He's not as productive as he once was. He's kind of hurt a little bit. He's going to turn our locker room into a mess. It's time for him to go. Is it 100% true? I can't tell you that for a fact. But you can Google this story. It is out there. What do you guys think? Uh, you don't see LeBron James with his crazy Halloween parties, at least as far as I'm aware. I bet he's not charging teammates, especially rookies, to pay him for the party. <laughs> you don't do that, man. Like, if you're going to throw a party, because I've heard Mason Ireland talk about this, and John's like, if I'm throwing a party, I'm not asking no one to pay. Right? Like, if I'm throwing a party, I'm going to pay for the party. I need to make sure I got the dough to pay for the party. You don't ask people to pitch in unless, unless, but these people got money, so they shouldn't. You're like, oh, it's called in Spanish, um, un, un, una fiesta de traje, which means it's like, yo traje, I brought XYZ, right? So it's a potluck in English. So if you're going to do that, cool. You understand what it is and you bring your own stuff. But I'm sure that's not what this was about. So if you want the party, you dish out the money and you roll with it. Like, that's just how it is. I hope we get Vaughn on. I'd love to throw it to him and go, yo, man, what happened to your Halloween party? Is that the deal? I'd love for him to tell us the story. All right, we got to roll. It's time for us to close up shop for the night. We're back tomorrow. 
Uh, until then, everybody, for Laura and Lindsay and Jorge Sedano himself, 